This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It's Tuesday, it's the 18th of April 2023. Coming up today, how can your AirPods Pros help you hear better? And I'm not very happy. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hi, Sean Priest. Oh, dear. Hello, Stephen. Uh, come on, open up, share with us. Uh, Why aren't you very happy? Do you know, yesterday you were complaining, right? You were mourning yesterday, and I How thought today you? is my turn. Okay. Uh, I'm not happy. I'll tell you why. I've been watching. I don't want to, you know, it's one of those ones I'm, these days it's very difficult to talk about television programs, right? Because as soon as you mention a show, someone says, oh, I haven't seen it yet. So don't tell me anything. Uh-huh. You can't Spoiler talk about alert. Yeah. yeah. I am really upset. I've been watching Succession on yes. HBO and uh, it is... You should have said. <sighs> I mean, you've Honestly. only told me every time you ring me thousand times a day. I love this show. It is <laughs> such do. a good program. It's probably the best. I think it's even getting up there. It might even it may even go above West Wing in my estimation. That is absolutely the right word for this moment. I think you're watching it too much. You need some sleep. <laughs> wow. Are you binging on this as well? So season four just got underway a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I, you know that way you watch the first episode and you haven't seen it for a while, so you're like, hang on, what was that about? What happened there? And who was that? And what, yes, what was that the person all about? So I thought, do you know what? I'm going to go back, watch the last couple of episodes. And then I thought, do you know what? I love this show. Love it. So I'm going to go back to the start. So I go back to the very beginning, managed to blast through the whole thing in about a week. Wow. Uh, but three seasons of it. It's, I mean, it's like nine or ten episodes a season, so it's not a huge amount to get through. But, you know, wow, race through it. It's funny, right? I sit here and I say, audiobooks? Pfft, couldn't touch them. Who's I fall time? asleep. I haven't got the time for that. <laughs> I managed to blast through three seasons of succession in a week. Oh, but I'm up to date now. And then I watched the very latest episode. Well, not the very latest, because that's just come out, but the, the last week's episode. And... um <sighs> I don't want to say anything. I feel bad, but I can't say anything because people may not have seen it. And if okay, they haven't so let's seen move it, on. Yeah, very good. Thank you. I, I'm a, it's actually affected me. Has it's it, affected my mood. Has it made you unhappy? It has. What the, I mean, I, I was going to say, what, is it not audio described or? No, or, it is know. audio described brilliantly. Well, you know. But what's happened, the events in the show have made the you. The events in the show have oh. hurt me. Well, I, I, firstly, let me just say this. I'm so sorry you're affected by it. You know, that Thank shouldn't you. happen to anyone. Uh, secondly, it's great that you brought this up as the, you know, intro to the show, as we can't talk about it. So, no, we um, can't talk about it. Wh- oh, we can? No, we can't. No, we can't. No, so, so where is this going? This is a dead end. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't. Look, I wasn't coming here with solutions. I was just oh, right. telling oh, okay. you my situation. <laughs> What do you want this all to be wrapped up neatly? What do you think this is a Simpsons yes. episode? It's all yes. going to be wrapped up nicely by yes, the I end? Do. I want a Hollywood ending. Uh, well, you'll get the disaster ending, perhaps. <laughs> I'll tell you one we have started watching on Netflix that's quite good. Beef. Have you checked out Beef? No, I haven't. The name that puts is. me off. That's Beef. a weird, weird show. It's all about... It is. All I can tell you is it's about a road rage incident. Uh, Hang on, know, this is another one you can't tell us anything about. Well, I'm not going to tell you the show. up? I'm not going to. I'm going to say, oh yeah, and by the way, and then they all died at the end. I mean, I'm not, not? going to say that to you. Okay, well, it's me watching it, it to the end. Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. But yeah, I've started watching that. That's quite good, actually. Some good shows out just now. So you're currently you're 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 diving into streaming. That's what you're telling me. I am. Oh yeah, but look, I've always been a bit of a. I'm always a TV watcher. You know what I've done recently? I've gone through, and I've um, I've cancelled. All my subscriptions. <gasps> yeah. You're gone from- air cutting. I, I, yeah. Because they say I, cord cutting, right? If you get rid of the air cable. Cutting. You're air cutting. But you know what? You, you go th- Every now and again, I actually glance at my bank statement, either in app Don't or- do that. Bad idea. Terrible idea. And you think, how, where, how, with the, the monthly outgoings, I'm going to cut down. And you go through it and you think, wow, yeah, actually, there's a subscription I'm paying every month that I didn't even remember that I had and, and was paying. It's surprising. So I've cut the cord on everything apart from 
Netflix because my family threatened to um, well throw me out of the house basically <laughs> if I stop the subscription on that. So um, yeah, but it's surprising if you do go through at any time. Uh, by the way, if you go to settings, then click on your name on the top and then go to subscriptions and payments, you'll see a list of every service you're subscribed to through Apple, obviously, mm. and you can cancel on them. It's well worth just checking up every now and again. Oh, it is. Yeah, because, you know, sometimes you sign up to something and you think, oh, I'll do a, you know, there's a two week free trial or whatever. And you think, oh, I'll take it and I'll, I'll remember and cancel. And then you forget. I did it with Absolutely. LinkedIn because it was like a premium version of LinkedIn. And I thought, OK, this gets you access to more people. You know, I wasn't overly impressed by it, but I forgot to cancel. $59 comes out of my account at the end of the month. And I'm thinking, <gasps> wow. What, every really? month? Or is that a that yearly? Was a, that was a monthly fee. 59 And I thought, what, what yeah, are you right. For? I have no idea. I have no idea. Wow. I mean, just, just to get access to, you know, just to be able to email people, really. And you're not even emailing them. You're just sending them a DM, really. Well, I, mean, I suppose we should say that it's probably a very useful service if you've got a use for it. But, exactly, yes. You know, well, it flicks <laughs> everything else. Yeah, exactly. It's brilliant if you need it. And, I, you know, I thought I did. But honestly, you know, you can find these people in other places. You know, it's not like I'm trying to get a hold of Barack Obama. Oh, good. Good to know. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure Barack think, is very happy about that. I don't think he'd want to be on this show. He might. More than welcome. He might like our first story, actually, because he was okay. a big fan of the Blackberry back in the day, yes. as was I. And uh, it's interesting because I've been reading this article by a guy called Mitchell Clark on The Verge, who's uh, posted over the weekend that uh, for the past month, he's been using the Unihertz Titan Pocket. It is a phone released back in 2021 that has a, wait for it, a 3.1-inch display above a, wait for it, full QWERTY keyboard. Oh, terrible. Yeah, Unihertz, U-N-I-H-E-R-T-Z, Titan Pocket. Um, He says this isn't something he's been asked to do by his editors. He decided he just wanted to change up a little bit. So he has an iPhone 12 mini that he got rid of to uh, switch up to this device. Now, he's not blind. I want to put that out there. So it's, I'm not bringing this in from an accessibility point of view, but I do think it's interesting these devices exist because I think there actually is an accessibility side of this, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, of course, he's had various reactions like, what is that um, <laughs> from people around him? Um, wow, that's a bit ancient. And is that a BlackBerry? Which is often the common yep. question people might think. Anything but of with a keyboard. Not. Yeah, yeah, well, that's right. Exactly. It's got the, the design is pretty much BlackBerry style, right? Um, but you know what? He's decided to to get into this because he said there's so many cool things about it. He said, you know, the keyboard alone is just brilliant. He said, you know, there's loads of things you can do with the keyboard that you just can do quickly, more quickly than you can do on an iPhone. He said the, the function key, he says, basically, I use as a, a control key. He says I can access all of my favorite desktop shortcuts. I need to select all. Function A, want to search a page. Function F. Undo, yep, I can do that too. I can even hit function L in Chrome to jump to the address bar and immediately start typing in the site I want to go to. Oh, because it's a Windows-like experience. Yeah, well, it's, you can do that. With, you, I can't remember if you could do all that with a BlackBerry, to be honest. Probably not in those days. Um, but yeah, basically, it is running Android. So that's the only... <laughs> well, it's not the downside, actually. The downside isn't that it's running Android. The downside is it's running Android 11. It seems to be stuck on it and probably will be stuck on it forever. Yes. So it's not going to get beyond Android 11. That's the downside. Uh, just on the keyboard, though, other things you can do, like long press the T key to start a new timer, and you can customize all this. Um, long press C to open Chrome. I think you could do that kind of stuff with BlackBerry as well. Uh, it's been a long time since I've used it. But, you know, it's, he said, look, I'm not going to lie to you. It doesn't have everything, but it does have a headphone jack. It does have micro SD card slots. Um, it's just, it's even got an IR blaster, which you can use to control this television, wow. an oscillating fan. He can plug, if he plugs in some wired headphones, he can use the FM radio. I mean, it's really going back in time. All right. Okay. That's enough now. I'm sensing an agenda here, Mr. Scott. Ah, okay. You talk about, last time you were talking about, you know, the uh, someone wanted to move to the dumb phone and was missing the dumb phone and smartphones were all a distraction and a waste of time. Now you bring up this story. I mean, what's going on here? I think it's just about the keyboard. I think this is your it's keyboard fetish. I, I kind of think there's some, well, okay, for this particular device, and I don't know if it's the right one, because he goes on to say, yes, things like the battery, you know, you can go two days without you know the phone being charged, which is great. Um, takes you back to the Nokia days. Uh, he said, but, you know, there are downsides. And one of them is the MediaTek Helio P70 processor. 
which was <laughs> mid-range when it launched back in 2019. Yes. And he says it is noticeable how much it lags. So immediately I'm thinking, when I heard about this device, I'm thinking, oh, cool, Android's on there. So that means TalkBack. Yes. That means TalkBack speech and physical keyboard. Uh-huh. That would be cool. Um, would it? Well, I think it, it would be cool if we had it in a bit more of an... This is a bit like the debate we've had over the years about hardware that we get as blind people, right? You always, you, you like the hardware, but the, the, the actual technicals inside, it's always a little bit low range. Yes, that's right. You, you, the lifespan on it is incredibly limited from yeah. a, a you know, tech spec point of view. Yeah, absolutely. But it's not only that for me. It's this whole, the, the physical QWERTY keyboard on a device is best. And I kind of understand it, especially from our point of view. You can, you know, get a, a sort of anchor, a landmark, the home key row, if you like, even if it hasn't got braille dots, you know, moving up two sp- uh, rows from yeah. the space bar, and you know pretty much where you are. But th- the size of the physical keyboard is just as tricky t- for me to use as the on-screen keyboard. That's the problem I have. It's those tiny little keys that you got to try and press without pressing anything else. It's just, it's, I, I can't find much of a difference between that and the on-screen keyboard. If I'm going to use a keyboard and I want the benefits of a physical keyboard, then, you know, Bluetooth keyboard, hello. Yeah, I mean, I get it. A lot of people, you know, if, you're sitting, you. on a, if you're sitting on a train or you're on a bus or you're, you know, out somewhere, I know you don't believe in going out. No. But, you know, if you go outside the house, you know, carting about a Bluetooth keyboard everywhere you want to go, it's fine if, if, like me, you're on a journey between, say, Glasgow and London on a train that's four hours long. Oh, like me. Not the train, by the way. I mean, Jet setter. The actual train journey. Um, yes. But a long train. Um, <laughs> but if you're on a train journey that's four hours long, then yes, I'm going to sit there. I'm going to get a table seat. I'm going to, you know, enjoy myself with my keyboard. Uh, that is absolutely the way to go. But... Um, but yeah, I think on the move, this could be quite cool. Uh, some other things, though, uh, the vibration motor, uh, Mitchell says, it feels like it could have come from a low-end phone back in 2012. I remember those, where they'd sit on the desk. Ah, ah, remember those noises? It was just, yes, he sat it down. Um, doesn't support 5G or eSIMs. That doesn't surprise me. It is stuck on Android 11, of course. Uh, the camera, he says, is so bad, I'd be better off just writing out a description of what I'm looking at <laughs> rather than taking a picture of oh, it. There's the accessibility angle. There's the alt text, yeah. <laughs> uh, he says, uh, I would give anything for the phone to have an actual BlackBerry-style trackpad or rollerball because manipulating a cursor on a screen this small is awkward. Uh, he says a different word. Um Despite its six gig of RAM, he says he still feels the apps are getting locked out of memory uh, or kicked oh, out of memory like a lot. This sounds like a terrible, terrible experience. This is all nostalgia based. Oh, this is so good, but well, actually, the performance is terrible. The apps sort of lock up. I can't really use the tiny screen. But apart from that, I'm loving it. I'm living my glory days. Ridiculous. He also says the leather holster is sold out, making it very difficult for him to fully complete his transformation into his dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a great enough. article, actually. Uh, but he, you know, goes into to talking about you know, the, the the fact that this is a Kickstarter, and that always raises a few question marks. Yes, right? how long yes. will this actually be before it comes out? Will it ever come out? Uh, it's something like three hundred dollars, three hundred dollars US. Well, that's crazy talk as well. You think so? I mean, yes. I guess I'm thinking a little bit, I guess where I'm thinking with this, not necessarily this particular device, but I'm kind of wondering if there's an opportunity here for companies like the Blind Shell Classic people to turn around and think, maybe there's an alternative to this. Maybe we, you know, get a kind of BlackBerry design device, get some decent internals and, you know, get it running Android. Maybe not the Android that we have running on the Blind Shell Classic, which is a different, ver- well, it is Android, but it's, yeah, a very skinned fork. version. Yeah. Yes. Maybe it, maybe this actually does run regular Android. Although, is there an issue with running the apps at that? Because I mean, you're essentially running them at half the size of you know what you know the size you would normally run them at full of screen. the standard screen sizes. Yeah, I don't know how that works on Android. Is it self adaptive? Or I, I don't think so. I think there needs like the iPhone. All the apps have a, a specific set of parameters. What screen sizes they're expecting? Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Very interesting. I suppose the blind shell, the argument could be that the blind shell classic could be mainstream because, you know, if people want yes. these physical keys, 
Um, and again, easy user interface accessibility, as we keep saying, isn't just about you know the disabled community as well. Mainstream, they love an easy to use um, interface. So, could they actually widen their their audience? Maybe I I I wonder. I really do. I think that the name is the biggest problem for that company. I think that they started off with an agenda of this being a phone about blind people and for blind people. And and you know, they put it in the name. They put it right up there, blind shell. Yeah, but that's not. I don't know it's if that's really that, in the mainstream, though. is it? Yeah, I don't know. That's right. It, it does it sort of immediately? Oh, that's not for me. Syndrome, right? Yeah. That that isn't for me because of the name. But are people but who won't go time. into accessibility settings because they don't think it's for them. It's, so, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Uh, at the same time, though, it makes it nice and clear. For us who are looking for a truly accessible phone, then we know, oh, hang on, this is definitely for me and this should work for for my needs, right? So, yeah, it's a tricky one. I'm not sure about the naming conventions on that. Um, also, for those geeks out there, I just want to mention this. Um, for anyone who is playing around with doing a podcast um, or, you know, even just wants to play audio via some kind of soundboard on a Mac... I've got to mention Farago, which is a brilliant piece of software from Rogue Amoeba, F-A-R-R-A-G-O, I think it is, uh, Farago. And uh, they've just announced their brand new edition, which is a bit of an update, uh, lots of new features in it. Uh, lots of things in there, like, for example, they're now um, working with the Stream Deck, the Elgato Stream Deck. It now has plugins directly for that, so you can control oh, everything via the Stream Deck, which is cool, cool, but... Downside to that is it's not very accessible, so you need some sighted help to use the Elgato Stream Deck. But I know a lot of low vision people are using it and loving it, so you know it's worth mentioning that. Uh, also, uh, which is kind of cool, and you know, I, I know that this is the case for Rogue Amoeba, but I just love the fact that they put it right in there along with everything else. They put it in with their full list of features, full voiceover support, every single aspect of it has been made to work with voiceover. And they yep. put that right up front with all the feature lists. And I, I, I just think that's brilliant. I think every so often you've got to stop and just say, you know, this is exactly the kind of, you know, ex we need to expose these kind of companies to say to the people around the world, to say to developers who are listening to this, who might be thinking, you know, I don't know how to make my app accessible. These guys are doing it and they're killing it. They really are. They're doing brilliant Absolutely. work. Yeah. Um, Loopback is another one of theirs which we've mentioned before, which is, you know, one of those apps that you can basically take audio from anywhere on your Mac, any application, any sound source, and you can take it to anything you want. And when I first got Loop Back, you know, it's that thing of, it's like everything in life, you get it and you go, okay, this is great, but what am I going to do with it? And yeah. suddenly I've got about 12 Loop Back devices all of a sudden. Yes. With, you know, audio <laughs> being rooted everywhere, partly because of this clean feed thing. Um but, you know, being able just to control that, and there's other apps like SoundSource as well, so you can control and bring in other audio. It's not all necessarily about recording podcasts. Sometimes it's just about controlling audio and making sure you know where it goes. And for us as blind people, if you're using a Mac especially, there's a heck of a lot more control available via your Mac, I think, than there is on Windows. You can't do any of this on Windows, I don't think. I, I haven't, haven't found, no, I haven't found any alternative to those sort of rogue amoeba um, ecosystem of apps I, I find nothing even close on windows and you're absolutely right rogue amoeba's um uh accessibility is just incredible and i think it's just it comes from the the fact that they are aware of it and they 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 plan it from the start simple as that and you I mean you mentioned elgato there i mean huge they've come up so quickly into the streaming market and their devices their hardware is really nice their software is an accessible nightmare Logitech, same sort of thing. Um, and there's absolutely no reason behind it other than they don't think it's important. Well, they, they either don't think it's important or they just don't know what to do. They, they've got no clue as to how to build it in. They don't even know what it is. I mean, it's, it's one thing saying, you know, we can just keep throwing out the word accessibility, but that means so many different things to so many different people. For some people, it could be text size. It could be color contrast. Once you start digging into, does it work with, is it compliant with screen readers? Most people are just going to look at you utterly blank. Uh, I don't know. It might be. Yeah. And, you know, I think that, and I, that is still a problem today. I don't think that problem Absolutely. has gone away. So that's that's something that we're we're continually fighting. But you know, I, I think part of the problem, and I'd love to know more about this from people who are actually going through coding courses right now. If there's anyone going through a coding course or a programming course. 
are they teaching you about accessibility? Are they actually telling you about it? Is it part of the curriculum? I'd be really interested to know if that's the case. I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. I imagine well, it is. And maybe it is in some places, but I don't think it's universal. Yeah, I think you're right. I think accessibility is more of a, a bolt-on you know, afterthought. And not just in development, as you say, in teaching as well. But I, I was always taught that it, it's just good coding practice. You never leave anything with this default label, you know, button, button. That's the default label. When you drag that into the interface builder, it's just calling it a button. And you're not going in and giving it the actual text of what it is. No, because they're, putting, me, a, they're putting an image on the front of it that says home or whatever. And then they just leave it at that because they, they leave think, it, well, yeah, it they says don't home. Actually, yeah, they don't label the code underneath. And no. to me, that's always bad and lazy coding practices. Or as you said, it could just be that they don't even think about that from an accessibility point of view. But no, even no. if you take the accessibility away, it's still bad coding. Now, listen, we've got Robin Christofferson standing in the wings. He is uh, going to be joining us to talk all about uh, hearing devices. Uh, I've been playing around with some interesting settings on my AirPods. And, and Robin is going to tell his story about he's, how he's been dealing with his own hearing challenges and uh, the the kind of options that are available before you need hearing aids. You know, we don't all need hearing aids, but we could maybe do with a little bit of amplification around about us. So, you know, there's some really cool tools uh, out there already and, uh, you know, literally off the shelf. So uh, we'll get to that in a minute. But before before we go to that and before we go to a break, I just want to mention Greg, who got in touch. He's very concerned about me and what seems to be my extreme lack of basic living skills. He says, you never, never, never store potatoes in a fridge. No, no, no. This, if you don't remember, was when I was talking about Be My Eyes. I was testing out the virtual volunteer. Oh, yeah. And my wife said, where are the potatoes? And it said in the bottom shelf of the fridge. Uh, He says, uh, the the cold temperature will turn the starches into sugar and the low humidity in a fridge will dramatically shorten their safe use life. Now, don't go and store them while they're exposed to light either. That will cause them to develop a green toxic film on the skin. This is basic food safety that everyone should know. Yeah, I agree. Clearly the chat AI wasn't smart enough to give you a warning without you asking. Jeez, you scare me. (laughs) Thank you, Greg. Never have fries at Stephen Scott's house. No. Well, it's all right, because I'm never going to cook for you anyway, as you all know. Yeah, no, I, of course. What Never going to happen. I mean, I don't even know what those potatoes are doing in there, to be perfectly honest. In fact, I, I would actually guess they've probably grown themselves in that just, fridge. Just large amounts of mould. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. Absolutely right. Fountain of knowledge as ever. Yes, I keep my potatoes in a vegetable rack in the cupboard. Thank you. I know. You don't keep ah, potatoes. I do. Got a huge but I love a jacket potato. Eight minutes in the microwave. Lovely. You can get frozen ones, you know. Yeah, no, they're always gross. Stop it now. You're just reinforcing <laughs> Greg's point. Uh, listen, stick around. As I say, Robin Christofferson, the lord of all he surveys, he is joining us uh, next here on Double Tap to talk all about hearing. Follow Double Tap on social media at Double Tap On Air and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and email us feedback at doubletaponair.com. We'll be right back. This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show. And with us today, uh, I have not just Sean Priest, but also returning champion, Robin Christofferson. Lord ah. Robin Christofferson of Christofferson oh. Towns. Sam Shire. Yes. Hello, Robin. Shire. Lord of the Shire. Hi, uh, Lord of the Shire. Yes. I have um, hairy toes. Oof. Oh. Wow. Right. Yeah. There's a confession to is kick that, off the show with. Is that there. relevant? There <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good to have you back on, Robin. It's been too long. Yeah, sorry about that. Since we last spoke, and, and I didn't want to speak out of turn because we were talking last week or maybe the week before about the subject of hearing. About what, sorry? Aye, very good. <laughs> um, and we were talking about the fact that, you know what it's like? It's just, you know, as, as years go by, we do notice that our hearing changes and some people notice it more dramatically than others. The same for many people with vision. Um And I was thinking about you at this point because I was playing around with all these different settings. In fact, we were talking about all the settings that are available on iPhone and on Android and even across Mac and PC to, you know, create a better listening experience and Mm. really highlight audio better uh, and lots of tools and and tricks that are available these days for everybody. And it's not just something that is for people who are, in quotes, deaf or hard of hearing. It's for everybody. 
And that was really cool. So we were chatting about that as part of World Hearing Day. But, you know, I kind of wanted to expand this out. And I was thinking about you with this because I know you've had some challenges with your hearing. So I thought it'd be cool to get you on and just maybe talk about some of these features and also what you've been using. Because if you don't mind me asking, you're not at the stage of hearing aids, right? You're not there yet. Well, I did go to one of these free hearing tests the other day that Specsavers, uh, strangely, put uh, on for people. Um, and that's a UK go, place you can go. It's kind of like, I don't know the optician, yeah, which is kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, but they 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 um, have really lent into, I guess, government funded hearing tests as well because they have a row of booths at the back of every shop, and you go in and you get um, uh, grilled by the lady or, or gentleman about you know your hearing and that sort of thing, and then you go into a little further booth, a little tiny kind of telephone box size thing. Um, and you have a really thorough test of different um, tones and uh, sounds and directions and that sort of thing. Um, and then they, they tell you that, yes, you are in need of hearing aids, in my case, mm. anyway. Okay. But then they go into the hard sell about which hearing aids would you like right away, even though it's mm. a very, uh, it's a considered purchase, isn't it? It's like £1,300 was the cheapest one she <sighs> Wow. was offering apart from the NHS one which is uh free and it would be good I to look one. into that one at some point <laughs> but anyway so yeah for me even though I'm only early 50s 52 um my upper hearing is shot basically um the you know higher frequencies and that is the first to go i think yeah. with yeah. people's hearing and the kids particularly my daughter always teased me about you know not being able to hear really loud crickets or you know bird song and stuff like that so um yeah i did think it was time to go i'm not at the point yet where i'm always asking people to repeat themselves or anything like that and that's because i guess the vocal range um is a lot lower and she did uh, uh, confirm that even though it's a low for um the mid-range you know compared to the average it's still not poor so that has been affected as well. But yeah, my upper range, higher frequencies are a shot, basically. So I am actually in the market for a for a hearing aid. Haven't taken the plunge yet. And we can talk about what those might be for people who are also visually impaired. Um, but I'm interested to, to talk about kind of the full extent that AirPods, the different rate, uh, you know, AirPod models might be able to help people in this area as well. Yeah, because the thing here is that, you know, AirPods are not classified as, nor would they be classified as medical devices. So they're not replacements for hearing aids. So really what we're thinking about AirPods as in that way is, you know, for people who just struggle a little bit with their hearing or maybe could just do with you know, a bit more clarity in their surroundings. What I didn't know uh, until I was out on, I think it was Saturday or, or whatever day it was, I was out uh, and I had gone into the settings. I was on a, a bit of a coach Johnny going into town, you know, one that hadn't slapped me in the face. And um, I'd gone into town and I was playing with the settings because when you put the AirPods in, there's all these settings come to life. It's like Brigadoon, you know, all these settings just appear from nowhere. <laughs> and, you know, there's lots of things in there. And most of it is around customising things like transparency mode, what the, the, the touch controls do on the new AirPods Pro 2, uh, you know, because you've got that, you know, volume adjustment. You can also, you know, command Siri with it. You can, you know, play pause, all that stuff, end calls, whatever. Um, but when you go into some of the other features, there's things like even being able to control the amount of sound that goes in to the ears when you're in transparency mode. Now, I thought that that was a fixed thing. I just thought it was fixed that, you know, when you wear the AirPods Pro, you when you're in transparency mode, you can hear your surroundings and it feels very natural. But I will say it does feel a little bit dull when I'm speaking. I feel I can hear everything else. If someone talks to me, that's fine. But I hear myself almost as if at that point I've put the headphones on. Do you know what I mean? It's like I'm muffled. I'm really interested to explore this a little bit more. I mean, I would suspect that part of that is because they have a seal, don't they? The mm. AirPods Pro have a little rubber in, you know, and that's why they can... Um, 
do the transparency mode and boost certain frequencies and stuff because otherwise you're just hearing the world as it is and potentially doubled up because I'm not sure how much of a latency there is. I don't think it's very much, but you know they only offer those kind of transparency modes with the different boosting of frequencies in the sealed AirPods Pro and not the, the standard AirPods. But maybe when it's sealed like that, your voice just sounds different anyway. Like with any in-ear earbuds, your head feels a little bit sort of yeah, full of Yeah, you've got your, your, your hands over your ears. That's the sound you're hearing, right? Because you've got your ear canals plugged up. And even though you're hearing yeah, through the mics as well, it, it's probably a different quality than than what you're normally used to because you can hear in your head as well. I don't know. Yeah, but I would um, say, isn't that the default behaviour? Because most of the time you want to hear what other people are saying without hearing your own voice. So I, I would think that's the default behaviour anyway. But I think, Stephen, you're so used to broadcasting, you're always hearing your own voice <laughs> through the mic and your headphones. <laughs> that probably is true. Coming back. Yeah. And, and so, it's, it's so funny because, you know, I, I constantly wear headphones. I'm hearing my own voice clear as day back in my own head, which is interesting because when I started doing TV... I found it really hard to do what I was doing because I couldn't hear myself. And I know yeah. that doesn't make sense because I wasn't even, I mean, I'm maybe wearing one earpiece, but I could still, I just felt like I wasn't hearing myself the way I should. Yeah, so weird. you kind yeah. of feel like, so maybe that's, maybe that's just for me, but I will say this going into the settings. And I just want to mention this quickly uh, because I think this is so important. Once you've got the AirPods Pro on and, and I'm focusing here on Pro and Pro 2 because transparency mode has lots of settings and I don't think people even know these exist. I didn't know at all. I just stumbled upon this and it took me a little while to get back in to figure out where it all was. But when you go into your accessibility settings, so under settings, you go into accessibility, you can then go to audio visual. That's the first thing you're looking for uh, once you get to that. And once you get to audio visual, you go in there and then at the the uh, option is, let me find this, it is headphone accommodations. And only when you've got the AirPods in your ears, I've got mine in my right ear just now so I can, can check this, um, at the bottom of that list, there's things in there like headphone accommodations to turn on. You can set up custom audio setups. You can use audiograms, and we'll talk a little bit about that in a moment. Mm. You can even change the tone as well. So you can tune it for balanced vocal range, brightness, and that gives you a much different and that's overall that's not just for listening to other people that's for listening to music and, and general sounds from your device um, but you can also and like i say when you only when you have the airpods in uh there's this option that comes up transparency mode and in my case it's off and it says you can now customize transparency mode for airpods pro so if i go into that there's a custom transparency mode option which if i turn on and as i turn it on right now it's changed in my ear uh, i can now uh Customize completely everything around me. So, for example, amplification, transparency balance. So maybe you hear better in one ear to the other or you want to focus it all on one ear. Uh, you can do that. You can change the tone, make it darker or brighter. And you have to play around with these to really get a sense of, of the difference it makes. Ambient noise reduction as well. So you can reduce the amount of environmental noise if you want. And there's a fantastic feature which is turned on, and I can tell it's turned on right now, called Conversation Boost. And and that really focuses the AirPods Pro on the person talking in front of you, making it easier to hear in a face-to-face -face conversation. Now, that's different to live listen, which, of course, is the feature where it uses the camera, at the, the microphone at the bottom of your phone. And you can use that. So, for example, you're sitting at a table having a conversation with someone, you're struggling to hear them, you turn on live listen with your AirPods, and you can just put your phone on the table, face the microphone at them, and what when they talk, the, that microphone picks it up and puts it straight into your AirPods. This is different, though. This is actually using the microphones inside the AirPods Pro and improving that sound. But I can hear right now that the environmental noise is much louder. And, of course, the other big feature of AirPods Pro 2, which was much lauded and I got the chance to experience firsthand uh, at the weekend, was the adaptive transparency. And what that does is that will take any loud noise that's coming in from outside. So if you're in a busy city centre, as I was... You know, any external noise will be dulled. Now, I was on the Glasgow subway, which is an extremely old, over 100 years old subway network, which is very noisy, screaming loud with trains. I mean, not probably no different to the New York subway or the, the London <laughs> metro or, or whatever, but yeah. it is absolutely screaming down there. And with these in, it was incredible. I didn't notice it at first. I thought... It just seemed a little bit more relaxed. I, mean, I could still hear all the noise. I could still hear everything I would normally hear. 
but it really did dull it. And it wasn't like someone turning the volume down. It was just as if... It was just it, removed. It, right? it, wasn't, well, it wasn't even removed, no, because it didn't go away. The sound remained, but it just seemed to soften it. Yeah, And I thought, this is incredible, because it made it a much more enjoyable journey. I mean, I took the AirPod out to hear the difference. I was like, oh, get that AirPod back in, quick! <laughs> because the sound difference was amazing. But it didn't remove the sound, and I could hear, vo- I could hear voices better. And overall, I could just, it just felt a much more relaxed environment, much more, um, much more level environment in terms of sound. So, yeah, that's, those are some of the features of the AirPods Pro that I wanted to mention. That's um, amazing. So, in there. With the transparency mode, you, you think that it would focus in on voices and still give you... Um, well, so there's the noise cancelling, which you were talking about, where it kind of really tries to reduce... Um, ambient noises is there a mode where it can really boost the higher frequencies and say the voices and get rid of the you know other lower frequencies like um dim 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 the traffic a little bit so that you can still tell tell where it is has it got that kind of level of all those all those settings i mentioned to you seem to be that that would lead me to think yes to that yeah but not the audiogram that seems applied. to be separate to the audiogram. So yeah. you could obviously have the audiogram as well. Tell us for those that don't know what the audiogram is and how that works with this. Really interesting. So if you went to an audiologist, as I did, you get an audiogram. Now, she didn't actually give me the audiogram and she was quite surprised when I asked for a printout of it because it's almost like their way of of, of kind of you having to go back to them. But no, she, she did print it out for me. So it does come on a piece of paper, but you can also get, uh, I think it's a PDF that is created by a number of different apps. Now, if you've got a, you know, controlled environment like an iPhone, Apple AirPods, then you can use, um, you can get a really quite accurate hearing test because all the technology is known and its capabilities and its frequency responses, etc. So I used a really good free app called Mimi Hearing Test. And you go through a sort of five minute um, test where you have to keep your finger on the button when you start hearing a noise at different frequencies, different volumes, and take it off when you can't hear it anymore. And it goes through all the different, you know, low to high, etc. And you end up with an audiogram which you can probably look at visually on the screen, I don't know. But then the app offers to uh, send that to the health app, which is where the, you know, that's the sort of central repository in iOS for all things health data. So you send it to there. It's in there for, you know, showing to your doctor or whoever it is you need to. But it's also there for the headphones accommodation to see and use. So that's what I did originally. I haven't actually um, scanned in the one that I got from the Specsavers test more recently. It might even be better tuned for me and my hearing as it is now because the Mimi one I did a few years ago. But the difference was so marked. So you can try the vocal range, you can try the brightness, etc., the balanced. But if you have got an audiogram that you've just imported from your health app, uh, and apply that then you know when you're playing media or on a phone call or something it's just night and day or it was for me all of the you know higher frequencies popped out music sounded so much clearer and crisper um calls were better so that audiogram is just such a brilliant thing but you have to get it one way or another either from an audiologist or from one of these um apps so yeah and it only applies to Apple AirPods or other um, AirPod, you know, the AirPods uh, Pro standard, or I'm guessing Macs as well, and some Beats models too, which are obviously Apple as well. So, yeah, I haven't got the Pros, so I can't try it with the, you know, how it kind of affects real life with the transparency mode. Um, But anything I'm listening to from the phone sounds so much better now you said that they're not medical devices, and absolutely true. But I would get, I would be pretty surprised if the microphones in the pros, at, you know, at least would not be on a par with those in hearing aids. Yeah, and it feels like there's a lot of the same functionality. So I'm really excited because you know I mentioned thirteen hundred pounds for the cheapest one mm. compared to two hundred and fifty, whatever it is for the AirPods Pro. So I'm very tempted. 
That's an interesting conversation in itself because there's some countries around the world where hearing devices are being reclassified as like a medical device when actually, mm-hmm. you know, it's more of a, we, we would class it as a, a, a an ear pod or something like that uh, and, and vice versa. So, I mean, when what are, what is the difference and why is there such a, a price difference in these devices? I mean, we would need to get someone else on uh, who... who who knows something about what is certified as a, a medical hearing device rather than a, just a headphone. But as you said, the technology is so similar in all of these things. Yeah. And if you are thinking about using actual hearing aids, there are a number of different uh, popular models that people who are also screen reader users, because you, you know, you've got to think about the latency um, you've got to think about whether they can connect to your iDevices or your PC or whatever it might be, which, you know, more run-of-the-mill head for, uh, hearing aids won't. Um, the thing you really need to look out for in terms of uh, working with Macs or iPhones or iPads, etc., is MFI, made for iPhone. So if you are exploring a range of, of different models and manufacturers, make sure that MFI is quoted as being part of the specification because then you know it will pair well you know it will you know work with voiceover and it won't clip the beginning because it kind of goes to sleep a bit like we know with some wireless Mm, headphones etc you know you'll you'll miss the first half of every word that she says (laughs) um so yeah mfi really really important i know that um some people that are power uh, tech users and also, you know, a screen reader user and, and have a hearing impairment would still recommend wired. So make, you know, you can look at models that also have the option of a wired, I don't know if it's three and a half mil, you know, but some sort of cable that would go into your PC or device because that will reduce the latency to zero. And not all models have the ability to physically connect it to your device as well. But how, how are they basically different from something like airpods pro i don't Mm. know well i mean the price is as you say for one but you know granted one is a medical device one isn't but i I also think there is that part of it where there's people like us who you know i think maybe robin you're closer to if you're needing hearing aids that's one thing but you know there is that there's i guess a point where you could try something like the airpods and maybe get through a couple of years with those before maybe needing to go down the route of hearing aids. Not that there's anything wrong with hearing aids, but it's more, I'm thinking, more cost than anything else, you know, because then you've got options. That's um, what you've got with you at the moment, right? Well, that's right. And <laughs> yeah. also, the, and you the, don't the fact- need them all the time. No. So just to be able to pop them in when you're in a noisy cafe. And I don't know whether the smarts within even the top of the range hearing aids will have the same level of. R&D that's gone into, say, the noise suppression algorithms on AirPods Pro. That's you know. a really interesting point. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, Apple and how much, you know, because they want to make this for everyone that has popped in their AirPods Pro and wants to, you know, have a really nice experience, which just dulls everything down except the vocal range. So will they be even as good? I don't know. I think the key is, you know, it dulls down, but it doesn't make you feel like you're being clo- the walls are sort of closing in. And I think that's important because, you know, especially when you're blind, you don't want the sound to completely disappear. And that's where, you know, the the other option, of course, if you're in an environment like on the subway train, you could turn on the noise cancellation. And yes, it would silence everything. And it does make a big difference. I mean, it's incredible. On a flight, it is, I mean, honestly, there's nothing like it. You get on a flight and you hear a screaming child and you turn on noise cancellation and you think... Ah, this is wonderful. Uh, and what I do love is, I, for some reason, the vocal frequencies seem to remain. So if a couple behind you are having an argument, you can really hear everything that's going on. Oh, that's perfect. It's brilliant. Of course. That's exactly what I did the first time. Yeah, it was much better than the movie, I'll tell you that. Can I just quickly go back to the app there, Robin? Because uh, I've used that app as well. I and mean, it's totally accessible as far as I remember. Mm-hmm. And what's, How do you spell that again, Mimi? M-I-M-I. M-I-M-I. Okay, so definitely yeah. check that one out. It's uh, accessible. And it does give you, again, the caveat being that they do need to be almost Apple-manufactured headset that you're using, right? As you said, Beats or AirPod Pros, I think. Anyway, last yeah. time I checked it. And the wired ones work too. So I think they the app complains if it doesn't detect Apple 
devices of some kind, uh, you know, yeah. wired or otherwise. Um, so, yeah, I think you can be quite confident about the result. And it certainly helped for me. Going back to the pros and the, the transparency mode for one second, what I would be really interested to know is can you turn up the volume on the transparency mode a la, a la headphone, um, hearing aids? Because obviously with a hearing aid, you need to be able to turn it up, turn the world up if you if you feel the need to, you know, and, have and a exactly boost. Exactly in those settings I was telling you about, in, in there, you will find the options to do that. I mean, conversation boost is one way of doing it very quickly because that will just turn everything up. Uh, and that's one great way of doing it. I noticed quite a difference in that. Now, I will say this. I tried, if you remember way back when, when the Echo Buds came out, which was Amazon's attempt at noise-canceling earbuds, and you yep. could get Lady A through them, and they seemed pretty cool. I had this weird thing. I actually stopped using them almost instantly because I had this horrible experience where if I tried to take them out my ear, because it's quite a bulky little unit and it would push right into your ear. So the, the little kind of uh, squidgy bit would go into your ear and then the, the, the bulky bit on the outside. We grab that to pull it out. It would sometimes, the microphone would suddenly become active and it would actually squeal in my ear yeah, because you get feedback. Loop, yeah. And it was like, whoa. And as soon as it did it the first time, I thought, I'm never touching them again because it just <laughs> freaked me out. Uh, and I'd never, ever had that. With the Apple ones, never. But I wonder at these higher volumes, if I've got the microphones up, you know, to their fullest, I wonder if that may have an impact. I don't know. I haven't tried it because I don't want to try it. I'm terrified. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think that, you know, Apple does seem to have a bit more control over this. And, you know, it's like you say, those features like the adaptive transparency and, you know, overall transparency controls, the customization in there is incredible. And, you know, I think the biggest issue I have at the minute around iOS and even macOS at the minute more generally is the control of settings. I feel there's just so much in there and it's very hard to find what you're looking for. Even if you know what you're looking for, it's hard to find. So if you don't know it's even there, you probably never find it. That's, yeah, a, that's a danger at the minute. I think we're getting a little bit too, everything's getting a little bit too complicated. You know, there's just so many options. <laughs> I remember Talking turning up, Sorry, Robin. I turned up the Amplify transparency option when I first got my AirPods just to test it out, and I turned it up to max, and it was it was overwhelming. It was like you know, I've suddenly become Daredevil, like a, a superhero <laughs> or something. Now that's what I want. Oh, yeah, that's well, so go. good. It definitely does that. Brilliant headphones, um, earbuds. Talking about the old Echo Buds, these are like those, but sort of half the size. These are Jabra Evolve Two. Mm. They're not cheap, like three hundred quid. But work got them for me because they have brilliant, brilliant Teams integration. Oh, so you okay. can program um, one of the earbuds to hang up, mute the audio of the team, mute the mute your mic in the team call, etc, etc. Um, even raise and lower your hand. There's a lot of um, settings mm. you can do there. And they're so tiny. Um, they are in here. So they do have um, active noise cancellation and stuff like that. But they're so tiny, they you can't see that you're wearing anything from the front. So on a call, so I'm told, um, you know, or you, you can't see know. them. They're really very flush and, and Pretty small. How does that? Um, how does that work? Because I, I tried Jabra for a while. I, I remember when the pandemic hit, I, I bought a pair of Jabra. It wasn't the in ears, but it was the over ear with the microphone boom, and uh, it was all going fine until the first call. And I lowered the microphone, and it turned on. The microphone turns on, and it says "mic live" or "mic whatever it says," and uh, "mic unmuted." And I was on the call, and I tried to get to something on my computer, and Jaws was silent. And I thought, "Hang on, what's happened here?" And then when I Turned when I got off the call, well, the only way I could get off the call was for someone else to hang up because I couldn't get to the button. That's when Jaws came back, and it turned out that when you go into a call, it was kind of silencing all the other system audio. Is that still a thing? Is that still happening? Not for me. So yeah, well, that's good. I don't know. I mean, yeah, there is a very inaccessible um, utility that comes with it on the PC. Mm. Um, so it may or may not be something you could turn on. I don't know, but um, yeah, there really good but the pass through the the um hear through i think it's called uh isn't affected by the volume so you get what you get so unlike with the airpods pro um you can't turn the world up no. when you're out and about and you know you have these in obviously you want to have the the hear through turned on all the time because you need to be able to hear the world if you turn on the active noise cancellation then everything goes away it's absolutely fantastic but um yeah you you need to have that on obviously for safety reasons but yeah you can't turn up the world which i'm really disappointed about um but it sounds like you can with the airpods pro so it's really good That's turn amazing. up the world 
Yeah, and that's really interesting. <laughs> um, you know, listen, I, we could talk so much about this because, of course, there's so many other aspects now with things like the Amazon Fire Stick we were talking about recently, getting the cochlear implant support. And, of course, it works with Bluetooth hearing aids as well uh, now so you can hook those up and listen to audio. I mean, it just seems that the, the capability is, is just getting there. I, one thing I've never tried, I assume you can do this, is connect your Apple TV to your AirPods. Mm-hmm. I assume that's possible. I've never tried it. I think it yeah, is. I'm sure I read that somewhere. I thought so. Um, yeah, it must be. And again, you know, all the, the, the capability that comes with that. Of course, the thing we always go back to with Apple is the accessibility. We we Not only do we get access to great hardware, we get access to all the software. And unlike the Jabras, which you get great hardware, there is great software in there, but you can't always get access to it. And that's not, that's a problem. You know, that's a real issue because it does limit our, our options. But thankfully, the one option we do have is actually a good one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there we go. Anyway, look, thank you for coming on, Robin. Really cool, as always. Uh, you can catch Robin uh, on his Echo Show, where Sean turns up occasionally. Uh, <laughs> and uh, also on Dot to Dot. You're still doing Dot to Dot Daily, your uh, yep. Echo Dot podcast? Yep. Just a few minutes long, bite-sized skill demos uh, on the Echo. Have you covered uh, Have you covered Oracle of Light on there? Yes, quite a long time ago. And we're about to do my GPT, <sighs> which is a much Ooh. better oh. version Oh, yeah, because cool. for whatever reason, Oracle of Light, which is supposed to be using the ChatGPT API, just, I don't know, it wasn't, it, it didn't come back with good responses, so I'm not sure what's going on there. Did you but pay yeah, this for one it, Robin? Re- yeah. Did you turn on advanced mode? No. Ah, well, there you go. Okay. <laughs> but, but that's often a good test, right? It's a good test to know if it works, you know, with without having to pay you know that's that's always interesting right if you don't have to pay for it what do you get because oftentimes you think well if i don't pay for it and it's a paid for thing then i'm going to get a less experience if i can get a decent experience and not have to pay even better even. <laughs> i'm all yep. for that uh, okay listen thank you robin for coming back on and uh, come back soon this was really interesting today great stuff thanks Thanks, Robbie. Keep your feedback Cheers. coming. Feedback at doubletaponair.com. You can call us on one eight seven seven eight zero three four five six seven. We are back tomorrow. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. Bye-bye. Love Double Tap? Did you know we're on the TV too? Check out brand new episodes of Double Tap TV on AMI-tv every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Or binge on all episodes online at ami.ca forward slash Double Tap. We're also on YouTube. Search for Double Tap to catch our episodes there too. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.